another week, another talking dirty. Ow. Oh. 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 This week we have for you in the NBA, trade rumors starting. Getting to that time of year in the NBA. Then over in the NFL, we got the week 14 recap, segments, injuries, headlines, your playoff picture, and the week 15 pickums. Then we take it over to pop culture where we have a couple of new trailers. Uh, and then, of course, wrapping it all up with your jams of the week. Ryan, how about a word from our sponsor? Yeah. Before we get into it, uh, Kent's Brothers Painting, 412-784-1577. That's not bad. Yeah. 412-784-1577. Uh, Kent's Brothers Painting, call them today if you want a paint job. Use the promo code Guy Shitty House. And with that being said, let's get into it. Yeah. And guy, before we get into it, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing okay. Um, dude, I so I I actually this year got everything for Christmas earlier than I usually do. Usually, this is the week where I start ordering it, and then I'm like, "Damn it, I gotta like do this like expensive ass shipping move to get the presents here in time." But this year, like everything's coming like by Monday, so I'm all ready to go. Dude, uh, I, I'm actually pretty good with that stuff. I usually get everything done pretty quickly. Um, but this year, I'm considered myself late. Because by early, I mean, I usually get it like prime days in October. So I usually get a big bulk of stuff then. Okay. And then come yeah. this time of the year, I'm just like pretty much done. Just getting the finishing touches. Yeah, I got you. Okay. Yeah. But uh, how you doing, dude? Uh, shitty. <laughs> like kind of shitty house? Uh, very much so. Um <laughs> If our audio keeps coming in and out today, it's because I left my laptop at home. Uh, guy does not live close to me, so it's not like I can run home and get it. <laughs> so we're recording on his laptop, which is... Guy's shitty laptop. Yeah, it's like a 2009 <laughs> laptop. Um, and we found an app, so we're, we're, we're fingers crossed here. But because of that, we're sharing a mic. So if there's like weird pauses in between me and him talking, it's because we're sharing a mic. Exactly. That pauses like that. You, you, yeah. <laughs> no, we kind of exuberated that. But uh, anyway. what do you mean, kind of, dude? It was like in your face already. Like, I literally turned it to you to say something, and you paused for like three seconds. I, I did. I did. But all right, yeah, yeah, good shit. Yeah. I mean, we'll work with it. We'll roll with the punches. You know, make it happen. Absolutely. I uh, so I hear another another little thing too. Um, so my, uh, Chelsea's brother is having a baby any second now, and by any second now. They, him and his fiance went to the hospital yesterday at 3 a.m. And they are still there and yeah. still no baby. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it's been, it, it's been a long thing. So for the last like 48 hour periods, I'm like, all right, I'm going to have a nephew born like any second now. And literally just nothing. Yeah. Um, so she's, is it like one of those situations she was uh, induced for labor or she like her water broke kind of situation? 
induced. Oh, okay. So like, it's like they, they they told her to come in on the 14th. They came in on the 14th, and here it is, the end of the 15th, and still nothing yet. Damn. Oh, that's... Ugh. Like, like they tried to induce her. It's not working, I guess. Yeah, that's... Ugh. Just childbirth for, like, what, 24 hours? <laughs> that's it's it's awful. It sounds awful. I would hate that. I mean, yeah, I think anybody would. But yeah, I, I bet you'd love it, you weirdo. <laughs> like, oh fuck yeah. <laughs> so I actually also come follow up from last week. Do you um, think it'd be like taking a big shit. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> it's I don't know. It's like uh, I don't know. <laughs> you might want to wait till like afterwards when it's like settled, but like. Just ask her, like, was was it kind of like just taking a really big poop? Uh, <laughs> get immediate, like, negative feedback. Like, Brian, too soon. <laughs> Relax. Dude. She just gave birth is nothing like that. Yeah, you know nothing. Um, but also, quick follow-up from last week. Uh, I said I was going to – I said, th- what, three and five people know what the odds of Marge is? I only asked two. So I'm still working on the experiment. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, Wait, who'd you ask? I asked Meter and Matt, and they both said no. So I, so the okay. next three all have to say yes for my experiment to work. I just keep forgetting to ask other adults what the odds of March is. Okay, okay. So I just need one more, and I win. Yeah. So they both – so Matt knows – so this is like where – I'm counting Matt as a no, but he didn't know the date, and that's what we're saying, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Matt knew what it was. Mm-hmm. Like he described everything that happened with the Odds of March. He just yeah. didn't know the date. Meter said he heard of the Odds of March, but he didn't know anything about it. I think if we come to like, it's like two to three, and like uh, Himalayan Stoltz is the uh, like the one that would give me the advantage. I think we could call it a push. Okay. So, so if I if I get two more, yeah, then yeah. it's a push. But if I get three more, then I for sure win yeah. that argument. Mm-hmm. But if I only get one more. No, one say yes, then you win definitively. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One or none, you win definitively. Yeah. Three or I win definitively. Two each. Yeah, he, he knew part of it. And he knew like I didn't know what it was all about. So like I'll give credit there. Yeah. But like he didn't know the date, so that's a big part of it too. Yeah, he knew it was like a bad luck day, and he knew it's when Caesar died. Yeah. Which is the whole reason for it. I knew none of that stuff, so. Yeah. You know. No, neither the meter. He just knew the phrase "odds of March" was a thing. He didn't know. He, he said, I'm assuming it's in March, but I don't know anything else about it. <laughs> no, it's in April, actually. <laughs> it's like April Fool's Day. Um, but, all right. I, I was with Josh, too. I should have asked him, and I didn't. Maybe if I see him see him tomorrow. Um, but, all right, there's no cultural ball because we're, we're still in between weeks here um, before the playoffs begin. So let's just take it straight over to basketball. Um, later, gets rebound, passes the man, shoots it, and boom, goes dynamite. All right, um, NBA this week. Uh, it's, things are very, things are happening. It's definitely more. This is a, definitely a uh, uh, more movement in the like top five than there has been in the last few weeks. Um, so we'll just talk, we'll start off with the power rankings. I've had, I said top five, not top ten. Um, there's a lot more moving in the top ten for my power rankings. So, but just at the top, the Celtics are still number one. Um, they didn't have a great California road trip. They lost back-to-back games to the Clippers and the Warriors this past week, um, but they did get an overtime win against the Lakers to kind of make sure they didn't get swept in the state of California on this road trip. Um, another big thing with the Celtics is that Robert Williams is back as of 
tonight when you're listening, Friday. They officially said he's playing in, on Friday. Okay, that's good. That's good for them because their offensive ratings were through the roof, so now that they have uh, time more, they'll at least get the defense back. So. Yeah, which sucks. It's the Celtics. Yeah, but, you know, they'll, they'll lose the finals in some way, shape, or form. Hopefully. I hope so. That'd be sweet. Actually, no, I don't hope so because I hope they don't make it, but, like, mm. still. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's they're they're at least going to be in the ECF for sure. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Um, number two, another team that could see them there in the ECF, um, the Milwaukee Bucks. They are still number two. So, so I just started this whole segment off by saying there's a lot of movement in the top ten, um, and then I just repeat the first one and two for the last like five yeah, six weeks. Expected. It's the same way for the guys' grandiose gangs in NFL. Kind of just remains consistent. Yeah, um, but the Bucks, yeah, they won five out of the last six, and Joe Ingles should be coming back soon, so that's another great role player to add to the rotation. Um, I think the Bucks already is full of a bunch of nice role players, and Joe Ingles is one of those veteran role players that definitely is going to make a little bit of a difference, even though it's not going to be like crazy when like adding Chris Middleton back to the lineup, but Joe Ingles back to the Bucks is still pretty, pretty solid. Yeah, and some guys have been, like, stepping up, too, like Grayson Allen. Um, but Middleton's also, like, you know, getting the rust off officially now. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like the first week back, he was definitely, like, struggling a little bit, just kind of, like, getting back into the momentum of the game. But now, like, with two weeks in, you know, he's kind of kind of going full force at this point. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with that, too. And same thing with Jamal Murray. I mean, we were talking about – we'll talk about the Nuggets here in a second. Um, but – like he needed to get his off too. So Chris Middleton's the same way. Big yeah. big time players get come back quick. Um our number three, one of the biggest movements so far is the Pelicans. Yeah. 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 So the Pelicans are uh third uh, number one in the West right now. They surpassed the Suns and I believe they played the Suns three times in nine days and they won every single one. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember last week when we were recording, uh I had the top ten pulled up on the standings. And the Pelicans were actually like pretty high up there, so yeah, makes sense. the The Pelicans were number one in the West last week when we were recording, mm-hmm. um, but they but they just there was a fresh top of the West. Gotcha. Okay. Like it was they just got there because whenever I was making the power rankings like two days before, yeah, it was still the Suns number one. So it literally just passed them at that point. Now they're just still piling it on. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, yeah. good for them, you know. It's a good sign for things to come for the uh, Zion believers. Absolutely. I mean, he's been absolutely killing it. He's definitely making a case for MVPs right now. Um, I mean, they've ended a seven-game win streak, but, like, if still like, they're hot for a long time, all without Brandon Ingram, who has missed the last few weeks, which people kind of forget. Um, and he should be coming back maybe after another week. I think they came out recently and said he's coming back. He has at least one more week left. Um, but, like, yeah, he should be back soon, and when they do, they're already buzzing without him. So I can't even imagine adding your second best player back in the lineup. Kind of like how Chris Middleton just came back for the Bucks, who are doing good without him. Like it's kind of the same situation in my mind. Yeah, it's huge for the Pelicans though. Um, just like all those pieces they added in the off season, really helping out now. Like CJ McCollum. Um, yeah, I mean it's cool. It's cool to see like the newer teams, the younger teams, kind of step up. Like. It was kind of like the Grizzlies last year, and now the Pelicans are doing the same thing. Um, really cool to see the young, the new generation get to that point. Yeah, that's a good transition because number four on my list is the Grizzlies, actually. Um, they have been on a six-game win streak since the return of JJJ. 
Uh, the Grizzlies have been completely turned things around on the defensive end. Another big boost is Tyus Jones, who's been filling in for Jaw when he misses time. Um, Jaw's been in and out of injuries with like like little soreness and stuff like that. Um, but on Monday versus the Hawks, he dropped 28 points and 10 assists and two steals as a backup. Um, and then like a couple weeks ago, he dropped another like 20 point game when Jaw missed missed randomly. Um, so like a lot of people were saying, including. Um, who's their coach Jenkins was saying he thinks that that Tyus is the best backup point guard in the league. And I'd probably agree with that right now. Um, backup point guards. I can't think of too many, but I'll, I'll trust your opinion. No, I'm not that the too keen on the backups, but yeah, I'm just thinking, uh, I mean, like Pat Bev's older, not, not yeah, he's just older. It's not the same kind of caliber. Um, I feel like there was another one recently that was really good. But I th- I'm just thinking of how Trey Young and Deontay Murray are both point guards. They play one two. So when one's gone, just the other one will just play point guard. Yeah, the size doesn't really count. Yeah, you do have a lot of that in the NBA. Um, maybe Lowry and Hero. No, here they both start. Uh, They both start. They're one and two. Uh, I mean, Lowry's backup is Gabe Vincent, who's definitely not bad. That's not bad either. He's definitely not bad, too. For sure. I'd put him on the same Mm -hmm. level, probably Tyus Jones and Gabe Vincent. Yeah, yeah. But I'm really blank on on the other ones. I mean, uh, Boston probably. Boston has Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, behind Marcus Smart, because I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure they don't start Malcolm. I no. think I think I think he's a backup to Marcus Smart, which in that case he's up there too probably. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, all right, number five, the Nuggets. Um, as I mentioned before, Jamal Murray's got his rust off officially. Um, Joker's been great. Um, the defense defense definitely been struggling though. They've not really shown any improvements there. Um, and I think they need that to turn around to make a deep playoff run. But as of right now, their offense is like one of the best in the league. Uh, so yeah. I think there's another story about Jamal Murray later. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, Joker killed it last night. That's all I know. 88 fancy points. He had, like, 43 points and uh, five block or five steals and block. Yeah, yeah just nuts game for Joker. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the Nuggets do – I mean, I think it's just, like, it's more of the duration for the Nuggets. Like, can they do this throughout the season? Mm-hmm. Um, but this year they do have Jamal Murray back, so that's, like, the big X factor there. Actually, I, I found the headline I'm going to say about Jamal Murray later. I'm just going to say it now instead. Um, so apparently, so after Thursday, um, Thursday, last Thursday when we were recording, the Nuggets won by a buzzer beater by Jamal Murray. So, like, uh, Dame did his thing and hit, like, a clutch basket with, like, six seconds left. And then Jamal Murray came down and hit a three to win the game. Um, so, like, and I'm pretty sure it was right after that or maybe the story just resurfaced after it. But apparently Jamal Murray – thought that uh, he went up to Mike Malone, the head coach of the Nuggets, shortly after he tore his ACL and asked if that meant the Nuggets were going to trade him now that he, like, really fucked up his knee. <laughs> and that's like, sounds so sad. Yeah, like, he literally not- fresh out of surgery, comes back to the facility, he's like, coach, are you going to trade me now that I'm all hurt? And that's, obviously that's nice they move, didn't. Like, the pity, like, you're not going to trade him after he asked you that. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah no you, that'd be the biggest dick move if like Mike Mullen looked in the face like yeah yeah no, yeah you're man. useless to us now you're not yeah, gonna play like, all you're next out year of here, kid you're not like, playing all next year we need to we need to trade you 
No, but that that yeah, that's very sad. That's a very sad thing to say uh, to go ask. But yeah. All right, number six. We finally have the Suns. The Suns have been playing very bad lately. Very very bad lately. Um, they're four and six in the last ten, which I actually think they lost again since I wrote this. Um, Chris Ball got some of the rust off against the Pelicans, but they lost Booker for two games, and I think believe he's still out uh, as of like a couple days ago. I think they'll bounce back. I think they're just in a skid right now. Um, I know DeAndre Ayton also got hurt, uh, and was well as campaign. So they're all they're all banged up. They really haven't had their full lineup together for a while. So I they're doing bad right now. They're sliding. I think this slide's gonna stop soon, but they are doing really bad right now. All right, all right, fair enough. I mean, yeah, the Suns will figure it out, but uh, definitely uh, something to consider whenever they're probably going to be going for that top seed by the end of the season. Yeah, I agree. And um, just update on injuries too. Like, uh, as I said, DeAndre Ayton got hurt, Campaign got hurt. I don't know if they played since then because it just happened like Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday. Um, Devin Booker's been in and out, um, but Cam Johnson should be coming back soon-ish. He missed. He's missed a few weeks now. Uh, but he is practicing. I don't know if they're going to rush him back. Maybe, maybe they'll wait until the new year, but he's coming back in the horizon. So they should have a fully healthy team again soon. Good for them. Yeah. Just figure it out. Get healthy. Good for them. Good for them. Good, good way to go, sport. <laughs> um, number seven, the Cavs. So far this season, we've seen great play from Jared Allen, Darius, Darius Garland, Kevin Love, and Spider. But this last week, Karis LeVert decided to step up as well. In the last three games, he scored 23, 22, and 22. He's only scored over 20 points three other times in the season prior, and now he's kind of on a nice streak of it. So Karis LeVert already stacked Cavs team. He's deciding to play as good as he used to play, um, which I'm not saying he, he's – fell off or anything he's had he just didn't have a good couple weeks in between like the beginning of the season he had a really good like start i think he had a 20 point game followed by like a 40 point game followed by another 20 point game um but then he kind of fell into like the background so now he's kind of stepping back up and helping the Cavs even more yeah i've been a supporter of lavert ever since the uh bubble when it was the nets team with all the young stars that just like killed it and uh for the playing tournament um Ever since then, I've been a big supporter of his, and you know, ever since the battle with cancer that he had, um, it's great to see him figuring it out and you know becoming a big, big name in the NBA. Yeah, that that Nets team was when after they got Kyrie and KD, but they couldn't play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's like it's like Kyrie got hurt like halfway through the season, and so he didn't even go to the bubble because he couldn't play. Mm-hmm. Um, and then KD was hurt the entire season after the the, the finals against the Raptors. Yeah, yeah so. So that that was a very weird team. It's like D'Angelo Russell, Karis LeVert, uh, Jared Allen, Jared Allen, mm-hmm. um, and they and they weren't supposed to be good, but they just like balled out. Yeah, yeah. Joe Harris, <laughs> Joe yeah, Harris Joe is balling. Harris, yeah. yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that that team is interesting. Um, speaking, of, this keeps great. This is a great transition. Speaking of the Nets, they're number eight. Um, the Nets are rolling right now. They're eight in the last ten. They won eight of the last ten. Um, it's all thanks to KD, who's been averaging 30 points a game, 5.5 assists, 6.7 rebounds, and almost two blocks. Um, his name is up there right now in uh, MVP odds. Um, he's killing it right now. Kyrie's playing good, too, but it's kind of the KD show. Yeah. And and he's the real reason why they started turning things around. Um, classic KD here. 
Uh, he'll probably be in the MVP conversation until he either load manages or gets hurt. I'm thinking. I, I would 100% agree with that. Like, because he doesn't care about those accolades at all. So, like, he'll just ride. Like, he'll, if he's, like, tired of playing, he'll just go on the bench for no reason. So, yeah. I agree, but I hope that's not the case because I have him in fantasy. Fair, fair enough. In one of the leagues. <laughs> in one of the leagues. The other league I have is uh, other problematic buddy, uh, James Harden. Gotcha. Um, real quick, we're watching this game, and I just want to talk, talk to the guy about something that's happened there. That was better. So, Kenneth Walker caught the ball behind the last corner, lost three yards. If he would have dropped it, that would have been no- nothing for fantasy. But that's negative yards for him in fantasy. Yeah, but PPR, so he still gets a reception. That's true. That's true. Never so mind. he gets like point seven. Oh, yeah, I'll have to look at the interception. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It makes sense. I forgot about the PPR part of it. All right, number nine, you got the Sixers. Uh, Joel Embiid averaged 40.7 points per game and shot over 65% from the field last week. Um, I mean, give the guy MVP. Uh, he right now he's averaging 33.3 points, 9.7 rebounds, and shooting 54% from the field. He's been absolutely killing it. And him coming back from injury correlates to when the Sixers start turning around their season. Because he was playing, and then he missed a couple. He missed a couple games, uh, maybe a week here, and while James Harden was also hurt. But as soon as he came back from injury, um, that's remember he said that quote: "The season starts now." Yeah. Like ever since then, he's just been absolutely like killing it. Got so it. Mm-hmm. I. I don't like Philly, but like I'm still I have money on Joel Embiid winning MVP, so I'm very happy with how he's playing right now. And in classic fashion, uh, your player of the week for this week, I played against the fantasy last week. Joel? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even get to that point yet, but he is. I think I he still is. Won. He is. Yeah, he is player of the week for yeah, me. Yeah, I still won. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's funny. Um, actually, I'm, pull, I'm pulling something up for the last, after this. I'm, I'm gonna pull up and see what the odds are for MVP right now. Um, he's got to be favorite. He's got to be like the favorite. No, he's not. But he's like I think Jason Tatum's number one. What? Because he is playing really good right now. True. But and the team's good too. So yeah, yeah. So I think Jason Tatum's number one. But I think Joel Embiid's up there. Um, I'm gonna finish top ten, then I'll go. Uh, okay, go okay. Yeah. Check it out. Um, number ten is the Kings. Uh, De'Aaron, De'Aaron Fox missed last weekend, and the Kings were still a bit of split games. One of which they went on a 19-0 run against the Cavs to end the game. Uh, but, however, the other one, they got blown out. So, the Kings kind of do rely on De'Aaron Fox a lot. Um, Sabonis has been fine all year. The role player's been well. I mean, their backup is Davion Mitchell, um, who he's not doing bad, but he's not like – he's not Tyus Jones or Gabe Yeah, Benson, he's know? not a stud he's, player, yeah. He's not up there. He's not up there quite yet. But, um, yeah, the Kings definitely are – I talked about them a lot last, last week, how they kind of are the team that surprised everybody, but it's not like – not going away, you know. Um, all right, MVP odds. As of right now, Tatum has the best odds of plus 250. Second to Giannis is plus 300. Then Lucas plus 350. Then a big drop off. Then Joel Embiid's plus 1,000. Damn. So right now it's Luka, Giannis, and Tatum. But Embiid is next after that. He's fourth. Then a big drop off again to Joker. I mean, that's the time to bet. <laughs> I had I have him at oh my god I I bought him at plus six hundred and now he's plus a thousand double down I might double down, double down. <laughs> I might double down because I have him so I have him as MVP because I did all my preseason predictions and I bet them 
my most improved, I have Zion plus 1,800. Oh, wow. But Yeah, I remember we were talking about that whenever we uh, you were talking about your awards. I was looking the other day. Uh, Zion's way down from that. He's plus 8,000. Really? It's because people weren't considering him. I don't think people were considering him most improved. Mm. Right now, SGA's the odds-on favorite. Eh, I mean, he's been like... He's been doing great, but he's always been great. He's just like, you know, the good player on a bad team. I agree. Zion is six on MVP now. Let, let the Pelicans sit at that one seed for another week. Yeah. And then. But we'll... yet, I, I still don't think they're considering him most improved because before the injury, he played this good still. True. Which is why I got worried about doing that. But one. they've always considered injury for like most improved before. Yeah. So he'll probably shoot up soon. Mm-hmm. And then my defensive player of the year I pick is Bam, and he's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven on the list at plus seventeen hundred. Okay, which I got him for plus seven hundred. <laughs> so I, I I'm holding out hope that Joel wins MVP at this point because I don't think Zion or Bam's gonna win their awards. Um, all right, players of the week. We keep we keep talking about the people before they happen. Uh, from the west, we have Zion Williamson. From the east, we have Joel Embiid. Um, let me pull up their stats here. I got them. No, uh, Zion averaged last week thirty three points, eight point three rebounds, and seventy percent from the field. And the Pelicans went three and zero. And Joel Embiid averaged 43, 43.3, 10.3 rebounds, and shot sixty three point nine percent from the field. The Sixers went two and one. We gonna pull their season stats? No, it was the uh, week. It was the stats for the week. So, oh, uh, uh, so it's, was it the same? Yeah, it, it didn't have the averages though. Oh, no, that makes sense. Um, all right, over to injury report. Off the top, Cade Cunningham is out for the year after getting shin surgery. Such a tough look for a young young player like that. Um, OG on Anobi out for at least another week with a hip injury. He's been out for a week or two already. Um, Deontay Murray is out for two weeks with a sprained ankle. Um, as I mentioned before, Aiton and Payne left their game, lost to the Rockets, and haven't practiced since. Um, Aiton rolled his ankle with the last minute of the first half, so he hasn't practiced or played since. Um, Tyrese Maxey has at least a few more weeks, according to Doc Rivers. He's been out for a while. Um, Mavericks lose Maxey Kleber probably for the year. Um, he tore his hamstring, and they hit him with the indefinitely. Ah, yes. But torn hamstring makes me feel like he's not playing again this year. Yeah, that torn torn's the big word there. Yeah, because hamstrings are fucking. You could pull your hamstring and be out like six to eight weeks. Yeah, exactly. And the fact that it tore through, but I guess maybe it's fast recovery if you get like quick surgery. True. Like yeah. a, it was like a meniscus thing, you know. I don't know. Um, LaMelo Ball returned from an uh, 11-game injury absence versus the Pistons. They lost, but he had 23 points and 11 assists. For those who don't remember, LaMelo Ball hurt his ankle in preseason. Came back, played his first game back, and stepped on a fan's foot and rolled his ankle again. Oh, <laughs> so that's why he missed the last 11 games. More injury news. Um, the Bulls gave us an update on Lonzo Ball. They said he's out until at least mid-February, but if they are still out of the playoffs like they are now, they'll probably shut him down from the season so he doesn't get hurt again. 
Um, and then arguably the biggest injury of the week, uh, Steph Curry hurt his shoulder in the third quarter against the Pacers last night. He had an MRI today. I haven't heard what the injury is, but I just know it's to his labra, and he's rolled out for, quote, several weeks. Um, he's going to be reevaluated in two weeks to see how everything's going, but I, the way everything I heard, I think that uh, Seth's going to be out for at least, like, two months. Yeah. A month. Or, yeah, I mean. That's tough. That's tough. Yeah. Like, they, they, everyone's saying is, like, serious. Um, all right, moving over to headlines. The NBA is completely revamping their, uh, their trophy system. Really? Yeah, so... It's, Actually, I did see this, yeah. It's also funny, because last week we were saying how they changed, uh... The MVP. The, 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 they, they made that one... Yeah, yeah, they made the one new award named after the guy who used to be named after the MVP. Mm-hmm. And, but then for the last couple of years, they just, went, they just called it the MVP award. Now they're changing all of them, including that. Uh, we'll start with MVP. They're calling it the Michael Jordan MVP award. Okay. Um, he is the player who has the most MVPs in history. So yeah, I mean, it makes sense. So it yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Not just like a sucking dick, Michael Jordan's dick thing. Like He it, has the most MVP ever, so he ha- they have to give it. It's a little bit, but yeah. But I mean, you know what I mean? It's not like it's justifiable. Yeah, it's not like uh, someone else has the most MVPs ever, and you're just calling it Michael Jordan because you're sucking his dick. Like, yeah, he has the most MVP awards they're giving to him. Um, the Defensive Player of the Year award is going to be called the Hakeem Olajuwon Defensive Player of the Year award. Um, the Rookie of the Year is going to be the Wilt Chamberlain Trophy. The Sixth Man of the Year is going to be the John Havlicek Trophy. The most improved is George Mikan. And they <laughs> and they start they added a new award this year. This sounds so lame. The new clutch player of the year. Ah, that sounds like they're trying way too much. Yeah, and they're they're named after Jerry West because he, I guess, clutch. But like, I think that whole award's just like, that's like a kid's choice award. Um, who's the most clutch athlete this year? Yeah, that's like the N MVP. MVP. Yeah, it's literally <laughs> like the MVP at this point. Um. I, I, I do think the sixth man of the year, they should have just called that the Lou Williams Award. Lemon Pepper Lou Award yeah, trophy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's just a wing. It's just a wing. It's just a lemon pepper wing, yeah. Yeah, with, <laughs> with all the different teams around him, they play for like, the logos <laughs> yeah. around the wing. That'd be kind of sweet. Um, but anyway, I, I like the rebrand for the most part. For the most part. For the most part. All right, all right moving on to... The next one, Shaq says he wants to be involved in buying a team. Quote, I haven't had any discussion with my partners, so I can't make the statement yet, but we're, we're still looking to be heavily involved in purchasing an NBA team. Um, but I'm not going to go on here and say, oh, I talked to some people. I haven't had the conversation with my partners yet. Um, but I just read that, and I thought, how sweet would it be if you're in the league and Shaq's your boss? Which, which I mean, is he going to buy a team that he played for? I don't know. Well, so I heard he might be try like that. This him talking to his partners might be that he's trying to get involved with um, buying the Suns, which he did play for the Suns. Okay, but okay, not because he played there, just because that's the team. Yeah, I mean he played for a lot of teams, so it's kind of hard to mm-hmm. not get a team that he did. Can you name his teams for. in order? In order? No, I can't. I know Suns. So he got drafted by the Magic. Then went to the Lakers. Then went to. The Heat. Yep. Then went to the Celtics. 
the Cavs, the Suns. The Suns then went to the Celtics, the Cavs. Then went to <laughs> the Celtics. Yeah, then he ended his career. Okay, there. okay, gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, he he actually was. A lot of people forget he was on the, uh, the LeBron Cavs team the first time LeBron was there. The oh, last really? his last year in. His last year in Cleveland. He was such a shell of himself then, though. He was not good. He started, but he wasn't that good. He was just a liability at the free throw line. But, yeah, he was with LeBron there. Mm -hmm. Which, remember that one thing that uh, Shaq had a teammate in the NBA Finals for X amount of years in a row? Yeah. And it's because LeBron kept him there for eight years (laughs) in a row because he played one year of LeBron in Cleveland. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's funny. That's a a team people kind of forget about. But, yeah, that'd be sweet. Uh, Shaq's my favorite player. One of my favorite players, though, John Wall, returned to D.C. on Saturday, and the Wizards had a video montage, a standing ovation, everything like that. Uh, so did, that's pretty cool. Did they play the John Wall? No, but that'd be sweet. They should have played that. I mean, Maybe they did. I, I The video did I saw, John? I didn't see it. Wow. What if they just... Uh, no, that'd be sweet if they did. An all-time clip for him is when he first got announced, like, what, like his first game in Washington... They're playing the. They're doing the team lineup, and he. They did. Uh, teach me how to Dougie, and he came out Dougieing, and then doing John Wall in the middle of the Dougie and stuff uh, like that. Okay. And that's like a clip you always. I feel like I always see with John Wall because it's like the announcers are really hyped up. It's like, mm. welcome to DC. That'd be cool if they played that when they're like when yeah. he came out. That'd, that'd be, be sweet. Cool. Like playing the Dougie, that'd be sweet. Um. Next, we have Draymond Green had a fan kicked out in Milwaukee after the fan apparently. I think like suffer like threatened this dude's life. <laughs> uh, like Draymond, I mean, this guy threatened Draymond's life, but Draymond said, "quote I was this close to really going back and d- diving all the way in, but just went back and told the official. And when I told the official, he said he's got to get out of here. Um, so like Draymond's like, dude, I was this close to going out there. Yeah, right. And, I mean, I believe it because he fucking." Punch Jordan Poole in the face. Why can't he punch this random Bucks fan in the face? I was he's hoping, not his teammate. That's true. He, he, he doesn't know this guy, so you can't punch him in the face. Yeah, yeah. The, but how sweet would it be if Draymond just fucking snapped and had the Malice of the Palace Part 2 in Milwaukee? That'd be a hell of a lawsuit. I know, that'd be great. <laughs> I, I, I hate... Draymond acts like a tough guy, and all he does is punch his teammates in the face. I don't like him. Um, he's kicked people in the balls, punches his teammates in the face. He's a loser. Dude, yeah, he's gonna be all about that epidemic of him just kicking people multiple, in the nuts. Multiple people. It was in the nuts. like insane. Like, like all one season, <laughs> he kicked like five people in the nuts. It was bad. It was very bad. Wasn't it against Russ? Uh, they he went up for a three. They both went up and they both fell down. But like, mm-hmm. like pointed the elbow out and tried to hit Russ yeah. in the head with his elbow. Like that's like the same year he kicked Steve Adams in the balls and someone else in the balls. Um, Those were all like within a month of each other. Yeah, I can't remember. It was like it was like end of the year into the playoffs because he definitely kicked Steve Adams in the balls. Was it? I think it was. Well, Steve Adams was on the Thunder at that point, so I know it was that series. Was it, was it Kawhi? Series. No, it was somebody no. on the Spurs. I think. No, no. So the Kawhi was the same team, but Zaza Pachulia oh, Zaza, hurt yeah. Kawhi, which made the new role last couple of years the uh, closeout role. Mm, that was okay. like the Zaza Pachulia role. Um, no, there was someone else in that playoff run, though. I know Steve Adams and the Russ were the same series. Okay, gotcha. But, uh, yeah, he's a fucking scumbag. Um, all right, so the last headline, speaking of the Warriors, Clay Thompson hit his 2003 against the Bucks, making him the 13th player to ever hit 2,000-plus threes. Trivia. Trivia. Out of the 12 players ahead of him on the list, five are still active. 
Steph. Steph is number one on the list. Let me pull up the actual stats. He is number one on the list. He passed uh, Reggie Miller and Ray Allen last year. Um, he has This one is the one I thought you were going to struggle on. He's th- 34 more threes than Clay right now. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. He's an older guard. He's not really known for three-point shooting, but he just like... Lowry? Yeah, Lowry. Okay. He's not known for three-point shooting. He just shoots all Yeah, time. okay. Hey, you got it perfect. You, you swapped the board. Uh, Woo! The, that, that's probably the first time you ever did this without <laughs> getting a strike. Um, yeah, so just a list in general. One, Steph. Two, Ray Allen. Three, James Harden. Four, Reggie Miller. Five, Kyle Korver. Six Vince Carter, seven Jason Terry, eight Jamal Crawford, nine Damon Lillard, ten LeBron, eleven Paul Pierce, twelve Kyle Lowry, then thirteen is Clay Thompson. Okay, okay. And Clay just passed Jason Kidd this year. Gotcha, yeah. boy. You love Jason Kidd. I'm not. I'm not that big on Jason. Kidd. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I said that. I just said that to be goofy. All right. Uh, full court, full court press, aka the deep three, because there actually is three this time. Um. Disrespectful dunks or trade rumors? There's two trade rumors. Disrespectful one. dunks. All right, for 500, Alex. Um, we had two last-second dunks by winning teams over the weekend. Uh, Rudy Gobert slammed it on the Jazz, and Zion windmilled against the Suns. Um, this is one of those unwritten rule things that, like, if you're winning and you the shot clock's turned off, you stop trying to score. You just dribble out the, dribble out the clock, essentially. Um, so both teams definitely got very mad. Um, at one point, it's very funny against the Suns. Uh, Zion windmilled, and then like all the Suns started coming over, trying to get all tough. None of which was get directed towards Zion at all. It's like <laughs> Zion was just like sitting on the bench, like, "All right, this game's over, <laughs> we won." And like Chris Paul's like fucking in the face of like CJ McCollum about it, and like, uh, that's like great. no one was going after Zion because Zion would kick everyone's ass. Campaign was getting really into it, um, and then I keep I don't know this guy's name. I know him, but I don't know how to say his name. Um, so I always forget it. It's um one of the backup point guards on the Pelicans, uh, like Haliandro guy, uh, or uh, Arvaro, maybe of Arvaro is his name. Let me see. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, Jose Alvarado. I uh, he anyway. There's a funny clip of the fight. Um, the Pelicans mascot held him back. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, that's great. Like, he's on the Pelicans, but like it's like a fight's going on. The coaches and refs are getting between things. Then he's coming from the side, slowly walking over. Then the mascot just like overly aggressively held the back like, to be funny, but it was hilarious. Um, then the Rudy Gobert one, obviously against his old team, he just did a regular dunk. Um, I think that's justified. Off. 
And Malik Beasley, who was a part of the trade to get Rudy Gobert to the Timberwolves, got in his face and afterwards called it disrespectful and stuff like that. Nah, nah, that's yeah. fine. Um, that but, one's fine. The Zion one, I can understand why you might get upset. But yeah, I, I see. Yeah, so I think it's I. I think that's most unwritten rules in sports are stupid, especially this one. Um, I actually read an article after I wrote this takedown of my thing. I always I hate the unwritten rules. I think they're all fucking so so who gives a fuck. Mm-hmm. But um, I read an article after like just today from the score, basically saying like. How unwritten rules are like only used by hypocrites, like people, like for example, the Suns. Um, this past week, let me see. I might write some of this stuff down for a minute. Um, the the Suns were playing like clean, really, like the entire game. They're kind of getting chippy. Uh, the Pelican Suns kind of have a little robbery from last year uh, in the playoffs and stuff like that, and uh, they do like shit like this all the time. Um, like, remember. When Pat Beverly got suspended for hitting Dayton, it's because like a DeAndre Ayton was like yeah, because he over thought, Reeves. yeah, and like this article cited that like he was literally mocking Reeves on the ground after one of them hit a flagrant foul against him, and like they do shit like that all the time, but they get a little upset because Zion does a windmill. Like I think Zion just said like he just people pay to see That's basketball, fair. so I was trying to get like a little more entertainment. Um, and then the whole Malik Beasley thing, like being disrespectful, I'm pretty sure that they had like a hard foul on Rudy Gobert earlier in the game. Mm-hmm. So he's just saying people who like point the finger. Another thing too, teams that point the fingers about unwritten rules are usually teams that got blown out, and they're yeah. trying to distract the fact that they sucked really bad. Yeah, exactly. So I, yeah. I, I, I definitely see that too. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, look at hockey. They, they try to score until the end. I exactly, like that. Like, yeah. I honestly think it's more respectful that the teams just don't like give up and let the clock run out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like football, when I get taking your knee and stuff like that, uh, if you're winning, because you don't want anyone to get hurt. But like at the same time, if you're losing, who cares? Just keep going, just, just try to score. You know? I don't know. I think I think it's stupid to the unwritten rules like that. Fair enough. So that's my discussion. I don't okay. Know if you want to chime in or anything? No, I mean I agree. Like I said, I think that the Rudy Gobert dunk was justified just because that was like the team that. You know, he, he played four last. He didn't get along with them, and uh, they were doing good recently. So, and the Timberwolves weren't really good recently either. So, just a nice little fu to the Jazz. And then I, I can understand where the Suns were coming from there, but I agree with what you're saying though, where they're kind of distracting from how bad they were in the game. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, all right, trade rumors. Uh, then we'll wrap things up. First, the Lakers have been in talks with the Pistons for uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich. And no, Bojan Bogdanovich, sorry, Don, Donovich, sorry, the other Bogdanovich, and the Knicks for Cam Reddish and Evan Fournier. So, once again, the Lakers are talking to the Pistons for Bogdanovich, Knicks for Cam Reddish and Evan Fournier. Do you think those three, or any of those three, or any combination of those three, make a difference on the Lakers? Um, or because I mean, they don't really have much draft capital, so they're gonna have to give away a couple more assets for a couple more role players. They are playing good right now, they are they really turn things around over there. But is it are those three in your mind worth it to give up some more draft capital for like some players they might not even like turn the season around? Wait, what are the three again? Um, Evan Fournier, Cam Reddish, Bojan Bogdanovic. That's that's not enough to me. No, because we're talking about four. They don't have many first round picks, and the guys like these might not be a first round pick. But at the same time, you probably have to give up a younger player that like you might want to hang on to. Yeah. Um, I also saw the Lakers might try to trade for Kyle Kuzma again. That was the one that I'm kind of intrigued by. Yeah. Just bring him back. 
It's hilarious. I think he'd work. I think he would too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got if you throw him in the starting lineup with AD, they they already were good together. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he was on this LeBron AD team. Yeah, he knows the mm-hmm. offense. Like he probably can adjust very well to the system. It won't be a large like turnaround time to figure out the playbook. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh 49ers score. Uh, who was it? Kittle. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I have in my fantasy league that I have a buy in right now. Okay. I literally don't have. I I've said this in my Make Wish game. I'm starting all my bench warmers. <laughs> like I put all my bench warmers in this week. It took out all like Devontae Adams bench, Christian McCaffrey like bench. We're, we're literally on a bye week. Yeah, we're literally on a bye week. So I'm literally just throwing in all the like Mike Williams is my starting wide receiver right now. Um, all right, and finally the last trade rumor is the Jazz, Nets, Wizards, and Mavericks apparently have all reached out to the Hawks about John Collins. Okay. So John Collins still in the Hawks. Um, but they, they have been chopping him since like midsummer, I would say, and he still hasn't traded, got traded anywhere. Um, out of those teams, where do you think he'd fit best? So once again, it's the Jazz, Nets, Wizards, and Mavericks, and maybe not fit best, but like make the big most impact because he might fit best on the Jazz, but it's not gonna yeah. take him the championship, yeah. you know? Yeah, I'd probably go with the Nets just because the Nets are kind of in a the Nets are kind of in a weird like situation now where they're doing good, but like. It's mainly because KD's like playing a lot right now. What happens when he starts sitting? Yeah. Or starts doing that load management? What happens if Kyrie shares a tweet that is offensive and he has to sit for a week and a half? Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's good to get some other players into the system for the Nets if you're a Nets fan um, to help out with that supporting cast. I think that'd be the most impactful and the most, uh, it'd be a bigger payout for Collins as well. He'd probably get the most recognition and play time. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I would say Nets is probably my number one choice there, but I also think maybe Mavericks because we know Luka doesn't really work well with a lot of big stars, um, but John Collins isn't a star. And yeah. and Luka and Christian Wood work out pretty good, and I'd say John Collins on the same level as talent as Christian Wood where they're real, they're someone you'd want on your team. They could be a deal breaker on a championship team, but he they aren't the star. They don't take up most of the stardom, you know. So I think maybe throw Luca, uh, throw him with Luca and Christian Wood and uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., who's been absolutely killing it this year. Like that that, that team on the Mavericks is pretty good. Yeah, and he's also lost Maxi Kleber, who's a I think he's a center or power forward. So he's like definitely like someone John Collins can like kind of fill in for. No, yeah, I, I agree because like you said, Luca has to be the first banana. Yeah, and, and if there's any debate about the banana ship, then Luke is going to get either pissed off or I don't know. He's going to blame it on something else. I I don't know what to think of Luca. Like if he's a good guy for the locker room or if he's just like all, I don't know. It's it's very weird. So it's like you don't see people out talking about Luca in a bad light. You never see ex teammates saying, "Dude, that guy was a piece of shit." Yeah. But you also don't see him meshing well with with like big names, so they always have to leave. Like. Jalen Brunson left. Yeah. Uh, KP left. Um, before that, there was someone else who was there and left. I forget. I'm, I'm blanking right now. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, like, Lucas just never works good with, like, other good players. Yeah, it's kind of like – I could see it being like Russell Wilson. You know, like, he's great, but then we he leaves, and then we see – like, we hear all these stories about him. Yeah, or- you know, just, like, kind of being a crazy guy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can see that with Luca. And his teammates, current teammates, don't want to say anything. But also, like, uh, what's it called? Also, uh, kind of like Russell Westbrook, the other Russell. 
Like he's <laughs> he's so good when he has surrounded by nobody. Mm-hmm. But then when he started giving good teammates, he started sucking bad. He's like, oh no, how do I play the game of basketball? Yeah, so like maybe Lucas is like that's the same thing with Luke, and he's just afraid to have anyone else on the team that's gonna like make give him Westbrook. Could be, could be. Yeah. But all right, it's all got for NBA. Would you like to add anything? Uh, let's go next. Yeah, the Knicks. I saw a thing the other day. Uh, the Knicks and Bulls are in the same position right now. Pretty much, pretty much tied. And the prompt was just like, "What would you rather do? Uh, who do you think would rather? Who do you think is going to go further in the season? The Knicks or the Bulls?" And everyone was saying the Knicks. Really? Yeah. Because right, the Bulls that. are kind of trash right now. But I'll take that. I also saw about the Knicks. Um, they posted a picture from like a team Christmas party. Yeah. And it's just their dudes. Are all <laughs> yeah, all their chicks are so bad, dude. <laughs> yeah. It was sick. It was sick. I, I, wasn't it like the one. The one European Baltic white yeah, dude had the, had the, had the black, black chicken, yeah. and all the black dudes had like white blonde girls. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah. yeah, it was good shit. Um, but uh, yeah, let's go next. Love yeah, it. Let's go heat. Let's go heat. All right, take it over to NFL. Talking dirty. All right, and let's get into the NFL. Leading off with the Week 14 recap. Normally we don't cover Thursday Night Football. However, when we were done recording, uh, the Raiders decided to just throw away the game to Baker Mayfield. Uh, Rams won 17-16 in the final moments. Um, crazy fucking game, but we'll have more on Baker later and the Raiders later. Yeah, for sure. Um, then we'll take it over to the Sunday game. So first up we had the Vikings. Um, that crazy uh, spread for the Lions' favor went in favor for the Lions and won for them. The Lions won 34-23. to 23. We both had the Vikings, so we both missed that point. Then we had the Ravens versus Steelers. Uh, unfortunately, even though both quarterbacks got hurt, the Ravens won in the end 16-14. I had the Ravens, you had the Steelers, so I did get that point. Then the other battle of the AFC North, we had the Bengals versus the Browns. Uh, the Bengals finally beat the Browns for the first time since Joe Burrows joined the team. And uh, we both had the Bengals. So I, you had the Bengals, I had the Browns, so you did get that point. Uh, then we had the Jets versus the Bills, battle of the AFC East. And uh, it, was a, it was a real close game, but in the end, the Bills did hang on to win 20-12. to 12. Uh, We both had the Bills, so we both got that point. Then we had the Houston. We have a spread with the Cowboys versus the Texans. Uh, we had the line set at 17 points. The Cowboys winning by. I had under and you had over. And the Cowboys won 27 to 23. So I did get the bonus point there. Then uh, the beatdown of the week. We had the Eagles versus the Giants. The Eagles won 48 to 22. Um, we both had the Eagles, so we both got that point. And then we had the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Titans, and the Jaguars won with a show by Trevor Lawrence, 36-22. Uh, um, we both had the Titans, so we both did, didn't get that point. Taking it over to the 4 o'clock games, we had the AFC West matchup of the Chiefs versus the Broncos. The Chiefs won, but the Broncos put up a damn good fight. Uh, Chiefs won 34-28. We both had the Chiefs, so we both got that point. And then we had the Panthers versus the Seahawks, and probably upset of the week here. The Panthers won 30-24. to um, We both had the Seahawks, so we both missed that point. And then another beatdown here with the 49ers and Brock Purdy uh, facing Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, and the 49ers won 35-7. We both had the 49ers, so we both got that point. 
And then taking it over to Sunday Night Football, we'll have more on some of what happened during the game, but the Chargers did win 23-17. We both had the Dolphins, so we both missed that point. And then taking it over to Monday Night Football, where we had the Patriots versus the Cardinals. After some injuries to uh, Kyler Murray, Patriots won 27-13. I had the Patriots, you had the Cardinals, so I got that point. That brings our grand total to 131-129 to in favor of you. So... So you're coming back. I see the mouse. No. Uh, yeah, you're coming back. Yeah, good for you. That's cool. That's fun. Mm-hmm. It's getting spicy. I think this is the closest we've been this late in the season. Yeah, normally, I'm just destroying it at this point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I definitely think so, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just not doing good picks and bets in general so far. This year. <laughs> it's a down year. It's a down year for me. Yeah. But. So, uh, it's no offense, but it's a good thing you don't gamble. Yeah. Because if you're, you're never going to pick them. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's why I don't gamble. Yeah. Um, but all right, so let's take it over to uh, some of the segments reacting to the week. First up, we... Sorry, yeah, be careful with that. Mm-hmm. Let's be careful with it. So we had, uh, first up, guys, gut-wrenching moments. Uh, first up, so there was an interview post-game. Uh, some guy was talking to Josh Allen following the Bills-Jets game. And the interviewer asked Josh Allen about the struggling offense and stated that it, quote, doesn't look like an offense that is good enough to win a Super Bowl right now, to which Allen kind of mockingly responded, like, okay. <laughs> like, it, 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 like, the facial reaction was just, like, hilarious, too. Yeah, I saw this clip, and it was very funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's very Josh Allen, like, it's kind of like the man-esque, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, then, uh, we, then we had RG3. Um, he was in an interview, or not an interview, he was like, you know, doing his analysis of the uh, Monday, night. Monday night game, and he was talking about the Eagles and Jalen Hurts, how he's been, like, proving all the haters wrong, and he dropped a very uh, interesting phrase, which I'm not going to really mention here, but um, he, it, it was just like, he dropped it meaning bugaboos, but he said something else. <laughs> use, use your creativity with that word. Yeah. It's a racial word that sounds like bugaboo. Yeah. So he, he drops that. And I think my funniest part of the clip is just Steve Young just, like, being taken aback, like, that he just heard <laughs> that on national TV. And, like, he's just, like, still trying to process it as RG3 is continuing his breakdown of the Eagles. Um, I just thought that was hilarious. Yeah. I probably can play it. I mean, he. I mean, he said it. So like, if we just play him saying. It. But so I'm saying, like, he <laughs> he said it, not us. If he he can say it, we can't. Here it. Pull it. Pull it up. <laughs> and Steve Young is just like, like what? Mouth open, like what did you just say? Um, then my last one, not really like a gut-wrenching moment, unless you're like a Chargers fan if they lost, but that Tyree, that fumble that like popped out of the pile, the guy, the Dolphins player like threw it to Tyree Kill, and Tyree Kill just goes around the pile and takes it into the end zone. Like, if the Chargers lose that game, that is like a holy hell play. That, that, that's like a double doink-esque play <laughs> yeah. where it's like gonna haunt you forever. Yeah, for sure. It was, I... I couldn't believe that happened when I watched it. I thought it was like one of those ones that they called back or something, but no, they just let it stand. It was was hilarious. All right. Um, Next up, though, let's take it over to Guys Grandiose Gangs. Um, As expected, not really big shakeups here in the top three. Number one, we have the Eagles, best team in football right now. Number two, we have the Chiefs, 
another great team in football right now, probably the, arguably the best if it was for the Eagles record. Uh, number three, I have the Bills. Um, they are struggling recently, but they're still winning, so I'm going to put them there. Uh, I think they will turn it around at some point, but, I mean, it's hard to put the Bills down lower when they're still winning games, personally, for me. Um, number four, I have the Cowboys, so they moved up a little bit with some other teams losing. Um, the Cowboys are just, you know, a dominant force right now. They did struggle a little bit against the Texans, but someone said that, that was kind of a trap game uh, situation for them with such a high spread uh, going into the game. Number five of the 49ers, they are probably the hottest team in football right now. It doesn't matter who's behind center uh, playing quarterback. They are winning games and winning games big, uh, mainly because of the acquisition of Christian McCaffrey and that defense just being phenomenal. Um, number six, I have the Bengals. So uh, even though they're not in first place in the AFC North, I did put them above the number seven team, the Ravens, just because I think the Bengals are just electric right now, and they're just winning games. And they're like I said before last week, they were doing it without Jamar Chase, and they're still doing it. Um, I mean, this team will have a humbling loss soon. I don't know when it's going to come, but like this team's looking like they can still contend for a Super Bowl. Like I said, number seven, I have the Ravens. Um, everything I just said with the Bengals, same thing for the Ravens. Just the only thing is they're winning those games just it's very close, and like they should lose some of those games for sure. Number eight, I have the Vikings. So they came into this game against the Lions. They just had to win, and they could get their uh, NFC North Division title. But they lost, and now it's like a whole other thing of factors for them to clinch. Um and, you know, I don't know, they just, like, they have the, the slimmest point differential margin for any team of their caliber since, like, the NFL merger. So I think that's just, like, a huge factor right there. It's kind of catching up to them. I don't know how long they'll last in the playoffs when they do make it. Number nine, I have the Dolphins. So two has definitely been taking a step back these past couple of weeks. He has another tough matchup against the Bills this week. I kept the Dolphins here just because I think the team as a whole is pretty damn good. Um, but this will probably be like the end-all, be-all for the Dolphins in the top 10 for me this next week against the Bills. And then number 10, I have the Patriots. They've been a silent but deadly uh, team right now, uh, mainly because of their running back situation, their locker room there with uh, Ramondre Stevenson leading cause. Um, Mac Jones is having a little bit of like sideline like aggression things like Tom Brady would do like when he's throwing tablets. But it's really like motivating the Patriots and – I mean, they're 7-6, and six, and they are right now currently in the playoff spot for the number 7 seed. So I'm going to put them at the 10 spot. I don't know if they'll last, but we'll see how it plays out. But that's the top 10 for guys. Guys for NBS games. All right, I agree with everything. Um, I do have a weird, like, so last week you had the Bills 2, Chiefs 3. I did switch it. But they, they both won, mm -hmm. and the Bills won by more points than the Chiefs did. Yeah. So why did the Chiefs ever pass the Bills? So I put the Chiefs over the Bills because the Bills offense has been struggling for the past couple of weeks. The Chiefs offense is still fine. Uh, I, I just think the Broncos just finally had a game more so. I don't know. Because like, kind of, the Chiefs were up for a while in that game. And it, it was kind of like garbage time for the Broncos where they came back and it was a lot closer by the end. But they were the dominating force throughout that entire game. I don't know. I, I considered doing this a couple weeks ago, but I didn't do it, and now I kind of decided to do it. So it's poor timing on my part, but I'm still going to – I still stand by it. Yeah, I mean, I, I have nothing against you doing it. I was just curious why. Because mm -hmm. I was like 
because uh, I always go and I see what it was last week when I put the new ones in. Yeah. And I just switched those two, and I was like, I wonder why. Because I thought they both won. Then I looked at it, I was like, wait, they they Bills even won by more. But, mm-hmm. And I agree with that. I mean, I think the Chiefs are playing way better right now. Um, I think the the offense looked rough for the Bills. I think Josh Allen had two picks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but that's also because he was playing against a really tough defense with the Jets. But, yeah, no, I, I, agree. I agree with most of your list. It was a missed whole thing. Um, but since I have the mic over here now, let's just go roll right into Wiederstein's Wings of the Week. Um, so I do have a honorable mention. This was number three until I bumped them out for the Raiders. Because I, I don't know, this could be a weenie move, but it also could be a, that's a cool move. Um, last week, uh, Brady threw a pick to linebacker Dre Greenlaw for the 49ers. And uh, Greenlaw came to Brady after he gave him the ball and asked for an autograph on the ball. He intercepted and said, I'm like, I grew up like watching you and I love you, man. And I'm so happy I got an interception because you can please sign it. And Brady signed it. So, like, it's one of those at first, like, dude, Brady signing balls, he threw picks. That looks bad. But then, like, Greenlaw, like, afterwards, I like, told him how he told Brady all that stuff. And he thought in his head, He's not going to sign. Don't do it. But he said, you want? Fuck it. I'm just, just going to ask him what's he going to say. No. I thought he was going to say no anyways, and Brady didn't. So I took that off because of, like, that That kind of is a cool move, even though it's kind of really lame. It's also like, that's not that bad. Yeah, I mean, Brady solidified himself as, like, the goat of the NFL. Mm-hmm. So he, he can do these things, and it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, so that's why I did take it off. Because I was like, this, if this was... Honestly, anyone else doing it, I'd be like, that's soft, dude. I'd tell that guy to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but it's Brady, so I get that. Um, so I did replace him, though, with the Raiders, um, as you mentioned on Thursday Night Football. They lost to Baker Mayfield and the Rams. Baker Mayfield was with the team for two days. Yeah. And, and <laughs> they blew a lead. It was, what, 16-3 to at some point in the second half? Um, I think. I'm, at I'm, le- I'm at least 13-3. to Yeah, I, I think it was, I want to say it's 16-3 at half. I mean, it I'll, was, I'll it was late in the third. It, it was it was like late in the third. It was thirteen to three, I believe. Um, I think the I think the Rams scored, and then it was sixteen to ten. It was it was thirteen to three in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and the, yeah. And the, and the Raiders kicked the field goal, and they did sixteen to three in the fourth quarter, and then the Rams went seventeen unanswered. Maybe yeah, not. Not seventeen unanswered. Sorry, uh, fourteen unanswered. Two touchdowns. Yeah, that's uh, that's insane. And like you said, Baker Mayfield was like literally. So literally, it was, I was watching the post game interview with Baker, and uh, he was saying how um, Sean McVay literally like got on a plane to Carolina and flew back with Baker Mayfield and went over the playbook with him. And like they were like talking, building that relationship a little bit. And they had the intention that he wasn't going to start unless Wofford's injury was like worse than like you know it wasn't working out well. Um, as far as, like, him playing in that uh, Thursday night football game. And then Wofford, like, did one drive, and it didn't look too good, so then Baker came in, and it was wild, man. <laughs> it was... Yeah, and it, it's just funny because it was after the episode where we were debating if Baker was good or not. <laughs> and I, that was a great drive. The great two, last two drives to score touchdowns and win. I also still want to say he's, like, he was kind of shitty to that point. But the fact that he was with the team for two days, I – one thing we did cover very well last week that we we're both rooting for Baker. I'm not rooting against Baker. I just he didn't do great, but then those last two drives, he looked like a, like a pro bowler. Mm. 
I mean, yeah, he came from like his own ninety or his own two yard line, I believe, on the last drive with one timeout or maybe no timeouts. Yeah, I think it was, I think it was one timeout. Um, but yeah, it was just crazy that uh, there was there and there was a couple of penalties that were very soft calls by the refs, which I'm sure we'll get into soon here. But um, yeah, just wild. I, I think Baker, you can. I think he, I think he can win a Super Bowl in a very very favorable situation, like kind of like Brock Purdy. Yeah, I agree. Honestly, you give him a good team. I mean, he's not doing anything with the Rams now because they're so far behind. But yeah, like it's kind of shown. Like if you need a in between guy, the in between quarterback, Baker could be your guy. Um, number two on the list, we have NFL refs as a whole. Um, every couple weeks, we have a week where refs just blow calls left and right. Um, the big one this week was in Sunday Night Football. They had the softest uh, Sunday Night Football. I mean, the softest rough, rough in the passer call, um, which I thought that happened earlier in the year when they gave that, that one to Patrick Mahomes. But the one they gave to Justin Herbert was even worse. Like, it was literally just a tackle. Like, a straight-up tackle, and they called it. They called it. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're doing bad at that. On top of that, too, Garrett Wilson. Um, it's, there was a play in the Bills game where – Garrett Wilson caught it along the sidelines. Might have been out of bounds. Might have pushed out of bounds and got completely wrecked out of bounds. Um, no flags were given. And uh, apparently, according to Garrett Wilson, he tweeted, I ain't got a call all season. One rep told me, quote, this this ain't O State no more. Crazy. That's what he <laughs> tweeted. So apparently the refs are out here. He's looking for a call. He looks at the ref, and the ref's like, they said they don't have State anymore, man. Like, you're out of here. Dude, that reminds me. I don't think I mentioned it on the podcast, but there was a, a soundbite. Um, I think it was like, oh, God, was it? It might have been two weeks ago. I think that went over the couch. Um, but let me see. I, could, I do have it. Yeah, so this ref, he was like pretty much coming down to talk to another ref about a uh, penalty call. And they were like, you know how they discuss it before the play, the penalty is like announced. Um, so this is what like one ref said. Let's just say it was a, uh, and then it cut off the mic at that point. So like that's just kind of like, time, we're done now. yeah. Oh no! Yeah, like that's some suspect shit right there, man. But that also kind of shows like how restless humans. Like I don't know, man. Let's just say this, make up for it later. Yeah. That's what I kind of like about, uh, with all these people pushing for, like, AI umps, AI refs, all the stuff. I like the, uh, I like a little bit of the, uh, human error. Eh. It's just, I don't know. Like, it's like, it goes back to the thing where, like, Goodell's always said that the NFL is an entertainment business, not a sports mm -hmm. organization, uh, or conglomerate, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's... It, these games are rigged sometimes. Maybe maybe not like rigged straight up, but like I think situations are rigged. Like they they have an idea of who's gonna be the contenders, the playoff teams, and who should win the Super Bowl. Yeah, maybe not even like straight up rigged, but maybe like this ref it's fourth quarter, Brady's driving for the win, and there's a fifty fifty call, you could call pass variance, you could not call pass variance. But you give it to him because it's Tom Brady. Like mm -hmm. I think there's more of that going on than straight up. Hey, make sure this team wins. You know. Mm -hmm. No, I, I feel that. I feel that. Mm -hmm. All right. And number one, we need the week is Mitch Trubisky. 
Um, I was at the game. His three picks were so bad. All three were like we could have scored if he didn't throw an interception. If, if we got stopped, fine, get a field goal. That That's a game. We won the game. One of those drives, he doesn't throw a pick, we get a field goal instead of we win that game. Yeah. And he just sucks so bad. Um, and then on top of that, kind of going off the winginess, he's a captain. But uh, as of today, um, I'm sure we're going to talk about Kenny Pickett on the injury report maybe. He, uh, after practice today, reports were talking to, De- to Deontay Johnson, and he straight up said, if Kenny's not back, I want Mason Rudolph to play. Not, maybe not straight up that, but that's, that's what the headlines are. Deontay Johnson said he'd prefer um, Mason over Mitch if Kenny doesn't play. Damn. I don't know, man. I mean, it's Carolina. Like, it's it can't be that bad. But I, I don't I don't disagree that he said that. But I, I I don't know if I'd actually go with Mason. I I mean, if Kenny can't play, I'd give Mitch the half against Carolina. Unless it gets really bad. Like, if he throws three picks at half, like, pull him before the halftime even comes. But if he, uh, I don't know, see what he does in the first half. If it's anything reputable or for for winning, like, keep him in. Yeah, uh, so basically a reporter asked if he'd rather see Mason play over Mitch. Uh, If Kenny can't play, and he responded, yeah, I want to see him play. I know he's ready to play. I know it's probably been in the back of his mind. Like, dang, when am I going to get my chance? Like, this week is it for him. So, like, yeah, that's, that's tough. That's tough. But yeah, those are my weenies. Uh, the Raiders, the refs, and the Trubisky. All right. All Wait, right. real quick. Do do I give my grand total the year after the regular season or after the Super Bowl? I forget. I think regular season. You might have to look into that. I'll look into it, but I think, I think we're, we're close. We're approaching the finale here soon. Mm-hmm. We need a week. For sure, for sure. I mean, maybe because there's not much news during the playoff time. Yeah. Um, all right, well, let's get into the injuries. Like we mentioned earlier on the pod, we are watching the uh, Thursday night football game, 49ers versus Seahawks. Before the pod we were recording, we both took the 49ers to win this game, and the 49ers are winning 7-3 to at the moment, and it is 4.47 left in the second quarter. Um, but let's get into the injury report. So before this Thursday night game began – uh, Brock Purdy was questionable with an oblique rib injury, but he is playing through it right now. Um, around the other uh, around the other teams in the league, Broncos quarterback Russell Wilson is in concussion protocol, and his status is up in the air for Week 15. So we'll see what happens there. Um, then Falcons quarterback Marcus Mariota will undergo knee surgery and will miss the remainder of the season. Uh, Texans running back Damon Pierce sprained his ankle and is questionable for Sunday. Honestly, if you have a, a running back like Pierce with an injury like that, just sit him. Just call it at that point. Uh, and then probably one of the bigger ones from the week, Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray suffered a torn ACL and will miss the remainder of the season. Um, so the Cardinals, that so long. Happy season. It was fun while it lasted. They're done. They're done. They're cooked. Stick a fork in them. Uh, and then Patriots running back Ramondre Stevenson suffered an ankle injury in Monday Night Football. So his status will be up in the air for next week. Uh, then, like we mentioned earlier, Kenny Pickett is in the concussion protocol again. So I don't know if they'll actually roll the dice on starting him or not, or maybe go with Mason or Mitch. Uh, and then another cool one that I saw, the Cowboys activated wide receiver James Washington off of IR. I literally forgot about him. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I also saw that, which, I mean, they they have a 
The Cowboys have a lot of plethora. They have too many receivers. Um, All right, that's all I have for the injuries. So let's take it over to the headlines. Uh, So first up here, Tua Tagovailoa leads the Pro Bowl voting by the fans. Uh, Do you think after these past two games by Tua and a possible third based off the Buffalo weather report that the fans should rescind their vote? Trivia. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he had a bad two games, but he's been good earlier in the season when he wasn't hurt. I mean, it's hard not to be good with that, that those weapons around you, like he has, but he's definitely not doing bad with a, I don't know, he's definitely, I don't want to describe it. He's not great, but he's been playing good all year. It's just bad timing right now. I think if in Buffalo, Tua absolutely stinks, and he gets into the Pro Bowl, he should just decline the invitation. And Tyreek Hill should just play quarterback or something in his place. Because that's who really is the reason that Tua's mm-hmm. been doing great this year. Tyreek's just opening the field, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no thanks. Um, then next up, NFL exec Troy Vincent says there will be a, quote, healthy discussion about reviewable roughing the passer calls. Uh, personally, I don't think they will be able to truly define the penalty to make it reviewable, but I didn't know what you thought. Um, well... We kind of saw how everything went with, like, reviewing penalties before in the past with the past interference stuff, um, and it didn't work. I mean, literally every time you review it, uh, in slow motion, everything like that, you're going to break it down even more and see why it's even more of a penalty than it was before. So I, I don't think any penalty should be uh, challengeable. Yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're going to make it – if you're going to do it, I think the only way to make it successful – is to have it be where you can only challenge things that are called. Mm-hmm. You can't challenge anything that isn't called. Yeah. But I think that's the best way to – it's a good starting point to me. Mm-hmm. Which, which I agree with. That's like how you're going to have to do it. Like you can't like – you can't say that should have you, that should have been a penalty to review it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what I mean saying too. Again, that's so hard to overturn mm-hmm. by any penalty because – if you look everything down, like slow motion like that, you're gonna find something that should be. Like right there, that was a great coverage when the players watched. But like, if you slow it down enough, you could make an argument for pass interference. Uh, like that's, that's pretty much anything. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, moving on though, Zach Wilson was elevated to lead backup behind quarterback Mike White versus the Lions this week. Um, so I'm assuming the way they're playing that is if Mike White gets hurt or ends up not playing, then they're going to go with Zach Wilson. So we'll see how that one goes. I don't know. Uh, don't know if I like that, but that's just me as a Jets fan. Um, I mean, Joe Flacco's hurt, right? Yeah. So you, you, have, you to. have to. Yeah. Yeah. Your hands got, your hands got forced in that one. And, and Mike White last week, like kind of banged up. Like mm-hmm. he's going to be playing, but like <laughs> he was, he was hurting. It looked like by the end of the game. <laughs> yeah. Dude, he was like Rocky. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like put me in coach, I'm ready. <laughs> it was like like uh South Park like that. Like <laughs> like Randy Marsh getting no bell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's getting all the spikes and stuff. Yeah. Um then like we were kind of alluding to with Baker Mayfield, uh Sean McVay did announce that Baker Mayfield will start Monday Night Football versus the Packers. So we're getting a double dose of Baker in prime time. Monday Night Football. Baker Mayfield. Packers. Ow. 
and then a couple of uh, signings here. So wide receiver Cole Beasley came out of retirement, I think, again this season to uh, play for the Bills. So I, I, didn't he? I think he went to the Bucks earlier in the season. Did he come out of retirement for that though? Yeah, I think so. I think he he either got signed by the Bucks and then decided to retire, or he unretired, came to the Bucks and then re-retired, and now he's unretired again. I think it sounds more like the former. I think it yeah. was. I think it was. He went to the Bucks and retired immediately. Yeah, yeah, that could be. Um, and then the Cowboys signed free agent wide receiver T.Y. Hilton. So the Cowboys. I mean, you got Ceedee Lamb, Michael Gallup, T.Y. Hilton now, and then James Washington is back. So that uh, wide receiver room is uh, definitely picking up some steam here. Uh, could be really good for the home stretch for the playoffs for the Cowboys. Uh, but next up, so uh, Travis Kelsey becomes the fastest tight end to ever reach 10,000 yards. Trivia. Trivia. There are four other tight ends with Kelsey. Can you name them? Um, Tony Gonzalez, mm-hmm. Rob Gronkowski, no. uh, Antonio Gates, mm-hmm. um, Dick Buckus. Nope. Oh, that, that would have been a good one. That would have been a good one. Um, hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp. Fred Gronk's on there. He passed Gronk. Oh. Gronk didn't get that. I don't know. So, I think I get trying to go. I got Solace, Shannon Sharp. And there's two more? One more. One more. Uh. I feel like it's an easy person. Is it easy? You know. I'm, I, I'm having a tough time going through my tight ends. It might be too obvious if I say this hand. What do you play? In the 2000s, like early 2000s to mid-2000s. Like, early t- like 2000s to like 2010s, mid-2010s. No, no, not Heath. Shockey? Jeremy Shockey? Not Jeremy Shockey. I don't know. Jason Witten. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So, I, I wasn't even thinking. I was, it wasn't even on my tongue. Yeah, I was going to say he was a broadcaster, and I thought that'd give it away too easily. Dude, I honestly think you could have said he was a cowboy. <laughs> I just wasn't thinking him at all. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, but uh, so Tony Gonzalez was first. I think he had like 15,000 yards in his career. Then Jason Witten, I think, with uh, 12,000. Antonio Gates with 11,000. And then Shannon Sharp and Travis Kelsey with uh, 10,000. Now, whenever you said it, you're going to be hitting, you said that's going to give it away. That's why I guessed Heath. Yeah. Because I thought you were going to say Stillers. Nah, nah. But, like, I was like, he definitely did it. I mean, he was a good tight end, but he wasn't like. His story, nah. but but then when you said you give me a hint, but give it away and give me the time he played, I'm like, I don't know, yeah, no, nah, I feel that. Um, it's a good one. Then taking it over to OBJ Watch, so uh, there is no looming interest currently in OBJ, and it looks like he will focus on his recovery and signing somewhere for the 2023 season. However, OBJ remains hopeful to, to sign somewhere for the playoffs, stating he doesn't quote see the point in playing in the regular season. Um, so, yeah, I mean, maybe we'll see OBJ sign somewhere for the playoff push, but I, I'm i starting to think that we won't see him until 2023. 
I think the fact that the Cowboys went and got T.Y. Hilton, the fact that the Bills got Cole Beasley back, I those are two of the teams I'm talking to. Other than that, it's the Giants, but they're not. They're probably gonna miss the playoffs now. They've been playing trash. Um, I don't know. I I also love how Jerry he OBJ came out with this, and then Jerry uh, Jones just had to be a part of like the story somehow. And he just said, oh, I respect his decision. Or like, where he said something like that. <laughs> like, bro, we don't need a headline from you. It's just saying what OBJ said. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but then uh, the last thing I had for headlines, the NFL on Saturday has fined the New Orleans Saints $350,000, head coach Dennis Allen $100,000, defensive line coach Ryan Nielsen $50,000, and defensive end Cameron Jordan $50,000 for their faking the injury mm-hmm. debacle. Uh, this is going to be – a weenie of a week for me for a little bit there, but then I was like, this is last week's story, catching up this week, so I didn't even include it, but yeah. That's that's a lot of money. That is, yeah. That's a <laughs> lot of money just for a fake injury. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's uh, that's over a half a mil combined. combined the yeah, five, it's yeah. $5.50. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then let's take it over to the playoff picture. So uh, week 15, we have a lot more clinching scenarios for the teams. Uh, first up for the AFC, we have the Bills. They could clinch a playoff berth with a win or a tie, or uh, the top. Okay, so with a win or a tie, and with the tie, they'll need also a Chargers loss or a Jets and New England loss. So either they tie and the Chargers lose, or they tie and the Jets and the Patriots lose. How, how about this one? Make it easier. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was like, it got to the point with some of these that I was like, I should just write. If it just says win, then I should just put that. (laughs) Um, Next up, the Chiefs can clinch the AFC West with a win or a Chargers loss. So either or there. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Eagles did clinch their berth last week. They're the first team to do so this season. That's kind of expected. Uh, The Cowboys can also clinch a berth with a win or a Seattle and Detroit Lions loss or a Seattle and Washington Commanders loss. So either the Seattle Seahawks and Lions lose or the Seattle Seahawks and Commanders lose. Um, So far, it's looking good for them because the 49ers are winning at the moment. Then the Vikings can try to clinch the NFC North yet again with a win or a tie or a Lions loss or tie. So Vikings are going to clinch it. It's just when. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then the 49ers tonight, they can clinch the NFC West with a win. Dude, it's kind of wild with the 49ers. Obviously, they traded for Christian McCaffrey. But I swear, dude, they were like 2-4 and four yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. blinked, now they're 9-4. It's no, crazy. Yeah. They, they've been on a, uh, I think, a 6- or 7-game win streak, yeah. to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. Like, that's why, like, when I started, like, when I first put them on the list, they were, like, not a great record, but, like, they were on a 4-game win streak. I was like, how do you not put them in there? You know, that's, like, a very hot number right there. Um, and then for the actual playoff picture for the AFC, uh, if the season ended right now, we would have the one seed be the Bills, two seed be the Chiefs, three seed be the Ravens, four seed be the Titans. Then our wild card team starting at the five seed would be the Bengals, six the Dolphins, and then seven the Patriots. Which means we would have the first round matchups be the Bills have the bye, the Chiefs play the Patriots. That's a cool matchup, but Chiefs by a landslide. Then we'd have the Ravens versus the Dolphins, a nice little rematch and hopefully redemption for the Ravens there because they got cooked in that fourth quarter against the Dolphins. And then we'd have the Titans versus the Bengals, which I'd take the Bengals there. Yeah, I mean, it's cool because like, the Chiefs-Patriots are only cool because whenever Brady was still the Patriots as a, as a cool playoff match we got two years in a row. 
But so that is kind of history there. But you're right, the Chiefs won that. Ravens, Dolphins, go Dolphins, but the Ravens probably won that. Well, let's see how the weather game goes in Buffalo. Yeah. Because if we're talking like January Baltimore game, it could be snow. And if the Ravens are home and the Dolphins are coming, it could be a snow game and it could be a Ravens win out of that. That's actually a good gut-wrenching moment that after uh, Tua, <laughs> whenever the reporters were asking about how he's going to play the snow or something like that, he's like, God, it snows in Alabama. <laughs> it, it, dude, it does not nearly snow the same way in Alabama does it, that it does in Buffalo. Like, he thought, no idea what he was getting into. Yeah, yeah. It's good. <laughs> like, it might, like, have a dusting in Alabama. Yeah. This is going to be, you're going to have lake effect snow hitting you in the face, dude. You have no idea what this is like. Like, wind chills of negative <laughs> yeah. 10. Like, yeah, it's going to be hell, man. Um, he grew up. He went to Alabama. He grew up in Hawaii. Now he lives yeah. in Miami. He has no idea what's going for him. Oh, uh, it's gonna. I I really. Yeah, I can't see it. Um, if the NFC though over the NFC side, uh, we'd have the Eagles as the one seed as expected. Uh, then we'd have number two the Vikings, number three the Bucks, or number three the 49ers, number four the Bucks. Sorry. Um, then your wild card team starting at the five spot would be the Cowboys, six the Commanders, seven the Giants. So, good job, NFC East. Um, but we'd have the Eagles on the bye, the Vikings playing the Giants, which I don't know what to think about that matchup. Uh, the 49ers versus the Commanders. I'm taking the 49ers in a landslide victory there. And then again, Bucks cowboys I mean, I'd like to say the Cowboys, but the Bucks just have the Cowboys number. Um, 49ers, Commanders, didn't Shanahan start on the Commanders? Maybe. I think he did. So that's a little revenge game for him. Pretty cool. Um, of course, also fancy. Just talk real quick. Christian McCaffrey just scores a touchdown. So both touchdowns are by Kittle and McCaffrey. They're both on my fancy team, but they're on the teams on live. That's okay. Of course so. That's okay, because that's one touchdown. Like, that's... I know, but they're both playing great. If they put two up, then it's like, ugh. Could save one more Yeah, week. yeah, exactly, exactly. That's where I get concerned when I'm on the bye week in fantasy. Um, but all right, let's take it over to the week 15 pick'ems. Pick'ems, pick'ems. Are you ready? Pull them up right now. Hold okay. Sorry. okay. So, yeah, like I said earlier, the score is currently Ryan with 131 points, me with uh, 129, and we both took the 49ers for Thursday Night Football, and it's looking good at the moment. Yes, sir, and I have my <laughs> list. Um. All right, so we have Saturday games for the first time oh, God. all season. Um, starting off, 1 o'clock on Saturday, we have the Colts in Minnesota versus the Vikings. The Vikings are four-and-a-half-point favorites. And I have the Vikings. I'm assuming you do, too. I, too, also am going to go with the Vikings here. Um, the Colts are just so bad. Mm-hmm. And I know the Vikings' defense is bad, but, like, I can't see the Vikings losing this game, especially. Wait, what time's the game Saturday? Is it one? Okay, then yeah, they'll win. They'll win. But it's still standalone, so I guess it's kind of prime time. Um, all right, next we have the Ravens in Cleveland versus the Browns. The Browns are three point favorites. Lamar is still out. Um, that's probably why. I don't see uh, Huntley on the report, so I'm assuming he's playing. Um, but I do have the Browns. 
I'm going to go with the Browns, too. I think this might be the game where Deshaun Watson, like, kind of gets the official rust off of his back here. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, like, Huntley, you know, even if he does play, he's probably going to be playing hurt. And their backup... Can we have a quarterback? Huh? Backup's not going to a quarterback, right? I don't, I don't know. He was very bad, though. Like, that Steelers-Ravens game was so bad last week. <laughs> like, it was, it was abysmal. Um... But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna also go with the Browns because at the end of the day, even if Deshaun Watson sucks, Nick Chubb is gonna run all over this team. So yeah, I'm pretty sure he wasn't a um he was like a practice squad guy. They just had dressed as a wide receiver, but he's also like a quarterback. I guess I don't know. Um, all right, next we have the last game on Saturday, eight fifteen. We have the Dolphins in Buffalo versus the Bills. The Bills are seven-point favorites, and we're both going to Bills, correct? We kind of talked about this. Yeah. All right, so we'll move on. We're not talking about it. Next, 1 o'clock on Sunday, we have first game, Pittsburgh Steelers and Carolina versus the Panthers. The Panthers are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Don't know what quarterback's playing yet, but I have obviously had the Steelers. So, yeah, I, I don't go get the Steelers. I'm going Panthers. I mean, they're home. They're playing hot right now. Your boy Sam. I just... I, Kenny's not playing. If Kenny plays, the Steelers are winning this game. But I don't think he's going to play. I think Mitch Trubisky stinks it up. Mason Rudolph comes in, and it's not enough time to, uh, you know, cover the gap that there is. Um, I, I don't like it, but I, I, I think it's an easy get of points here for me. So I'm going to go with the Panthers. Uh, you're a traitor. All right. Next. <laughs> Next, we have the Crackheads in New Orleans versus the Saints. The Saints are favored by four points. I have the Saints. I I have not been on the crack all year. Um. See, so Riddler, Rid, Ridder starting. Mm-hmm. Um. God, this is tough. Oh, so God, that's this. where. If Ritter comes in and absolutely kills it, then that's completely different. But exactly. Like, it, it's too much of a question mark, and there's not really anyone like there to help him out. So I think it's going to be rough. And the Saints defense, I think, is pretty solid. Yeah, you got Kamara. Uh, who, who's the starter for the Saints right now? Is it still Dalton? Mm-hmm. Yeah, looking ahead, we're going to have some weird games. So I'm going to go with the Saints. I'm just going to match you on this one. I, I don't know where to go with that. All right, next we have the Eagles versus the Bears in Chicago. The Eagles are nine-point favorites. I, I'm going Eagles, but for some reason I can see the Bears rambling from the their ass. Bears, well, like a, like a trap let down squad. Bears are home, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go Eagles as well, but uh, I, I could see that. Mm-hmm. But, like, because <laughs> the Bears are kind of trying to tank at this point, but, like, they're still pretty decent, so I don't know what can happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just if Justin Fields can come to play or not. Um, next, we have the Cowboys in Jacksonville versus the Jaguars. Uh, the Cowboys are four-point favorites. Mm-hmm. Jaguars are playing good, but I have the Cowboys. I mean, the Cowboys are they're a legit good team. Yeah, I'm also going with the Cowboys. Uh, I'm rooting for the Jags, though. Same. Um, so this is like a future 50-yarder, but I think Trevor Lawrence is going to, like, be the guy. Be the guy next year. 
Like, I, I think he's going to be, like, the, uh, the up, like, the holy shit, where did this guy come from, steal the draft kind of thing. Like, I think he's going to have his moment next season. Because it's already starting to show, and it's towards the end of the season. The Jags aren't going to do anything, probably, as far as playoffs go. Maybe they sneak into that seventh seed, or what? I don't know. They'd probably win division and get into the playoffs somehow, but... I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, I'm going to go Cowboys as well. All right. Uh, next one o'clock game, we have the Lions versus the Jets. In New York, the Jets are one-and-a-half-point favorites. I have the Lions. You have the Lions. I have the Lions. I was Lions. hoping you went Jets, but uh, no. I have yeah. the Lions are playing really good right now. They are playing really Mike White good. may be hurt. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do like Bam Knight. Zadonna uh, Knight, or whatever the heck his name is. Um, he's like Robert Salah's guy right now, and uh, he's been really good for the uh, running back system with all the injuries. I'm going to... Mm, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the uh, Lions as well. I mean, they're, they're just a very hot team right now, and they're probably hungrier at this moment. All right, and uh, the next game we got the Chiefs in Houston. I think it's in Houston. I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're good. I I put my map down for a second. Um, Yeah, we have the Chiefs in Houston uh, versus the Texans. It is Houston. We have a spread game. The spread right now is 14 points in favor of the Chiefs. Is this 1 o'clock or 4 o'clock? Last 1 o'clock game. Okay, okay. Um, so it's my turn to pick. I'm going to say Chiefs win by, you know what, we're going to take last week's official spread, 17. I'm taking under. Under 17, alright. I, um, so it's your turn to pick, but on my little sheet here, I picked myself to see what I would do if I was in this position, and I took 14. Okay. So that's she, that, 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 yeah, I'm taking the under in there. I just think Damon Pierce, if he's hurt, Chiefs have nothing or Texans have nothing. It's true. Like, what are they gonna score with? Mm-hmm. Nico Collins? <laughs> like, that that's about that's a valid point. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, and that's about But it could also point. be a situation where the Chiefs are up by like twenty five, they rest everybody, the Texans score two touchdowns. I mean Davis Mills, did he get hurt? Uh, I don't know. Because Driscoll came in for a little bit. Yeah. They're probably doing whatever they can to be the one seed. That's true. Or the number one pick, I mean. That's very true. That's very true. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, four o'clock games. We have first the Patriots in Vegas versus the Raiders. The Patriots are a half-point favorite, so essentially it's a pick Um, The Magic list is telling me to go Raiders. Really? I have the Raiders. Because it's in Vegas. If this was in, uh, if this is at in Foxborough with Josh McDaniels returning, I'm going Patriots 100 percent of the time. See, I the fact s- that's in Vegas, I'm going Vegas. See, I'm going with the Patriots just because I think this game, Bill Belichick's going to show Josh McDaniels how bad he really is and outcoach the fuck out of him. Remind him who Daddy is. Remind him who Daddy is. Just tell him, hey, you know, you stink. Yeah. You don't belong to be a you, – you, you have no business being a coach in this league unless you're under me on my team. 
Uh, I bet he wants him under him. <laughs> no, yeah, definitely. I mean, I definitely get that whole thought, too. I thought that whenever I was, like, debating on it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But for some reason, I just think the Raiders have been so bad and choky all year that they're my they're my crack team this year. Yeah. They officially are my crack team. Okay. Them and the Cardinals. I keep looking at them like, dude, they have so many weapons on offense. How are they this bad? And then they are. <laughs> they just blow games. I don't get it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Like, on paper, the Raiders are home. They have a great team. Why aren't they good? And it's because Josh McDaniels. But, like, I don't know. One of these days, like, they have to win, I think. Um, the next game we got the Cardinals versus the Broncos. In Mile High, the Broncos are three-point favorites. I hate this game. I hate this game as well. <laughs> I do have the Broncos, though, because... Yeah, Kyler Murray's out. It's... Close your eyes and tell me Cole McCoy <laughs> versus one of the best defenses in the league and tell me that's going to work out for the Cardinals. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Like, it's... No matter how bad Russell Wilson's been all year, it doesn't matter because it's Colt McCoy versus one of the best defenses. I just I hate picking the Broncos. <laughs> I hate it so much. I hate it so much. Ugh. All right. Oh. Um, <laughs> the next 425, we have your Tennessee Titans in, in L.A. versus the Chargers. The Chargers are three-point favorites. Ugh. Damn. I have the Chargers if you're debating. And you want a little influence there? I think it's in L.A. The Chargers just had a big win against the Dolphins on Sunday night. The Titans are kind of in the opposite where they're kind of – they haven't been great. They've had a really bad loss. Did the Titans lose last week? They got Yeah, they lost to the Jags. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. So I, I think it's like one of those cases of one team's plummeting, one team's rising. And, of course, the Titans are going to make the playoffs. I mean – their division's trash, so like it doesn't really matter to them if they. And I think games. that too, but I think like they need to start winning now to solidify it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> you love the Titans, so I call them your Tennessee Titans. I do like the Titans. Just it's a like, tone too for the Chargers. Yeah, honestly, what what what's the rest of these looking like? Let me see here. You got Bungles, Bucks, Giants, Commanders, Rams, Packers. Um. Yeah, I'll match you on the Chargers. All right. All right, the last 4 o'clock game, we have the Bungles in Tampa Bay versus the Bucks. The Bungles are three-and-a-half-point favorites. See, this is one of those ga- – I'm going to take the Bengals, but this is one of those games that I could see, like, the Bucks winning to solidify their place in the playoffs as the four seed. Mm-hmm. And the Bengals, like, so that way they get the fifth seed. Um, Yeah, I'm going to go Bengals. I have Bengals as well. I mean, I don't think the Bucks are going to win this game. The Bucks beat bad teams, which is good for their division, bad for the rest of the mm-hmm. schedule. Mm-hmm. Sunday night, we have the Giants in D.C. versus the Commies. The Commies are four-and-a-half-point favorites. Last time we saw this team, this this matchup was two weeks ago, and there's a tie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ties on the table if you want to take tie. I'll give you five points for if, a tie. If five points for if a tie. Call, there's no way they tie again. I thought I'm saying I'll give you five. There's points. absolutely no way they tie. Ten. Again. If you take tie, they get to tie. But I mean, if they don't get tied. It's an automatic point for me. So it's tough. Tough call. 
automatic point for you. Because you go for a tie, and it's on a tie. And... Oh, automatic. I mean, if I get it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I like, if, you take right. The, if you take the Commanders, but the Giants win, then I'd no say gets nobody a gets a point. But, yeah, exactly. Who are you taking? The Washington. The Commies. And who won last time? Oh, they tied last time. They tied. You basically give up your right to pick on this one, but you can get 10 points completely. You know what? Pretty much win it. You know what? It's funny for the graphic, so I'm just going to put tie. All right. Um, besides, I think the Giants are going to win anyway, so why wouldn't I go for the tie? You go for more points because you're yeah. going to go opposite me anyways. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I just miss out on a point, but. But that would, you would have done it anyways if you won Giants. <laughs> but make sure you put plus 10 next to the tie so you don't forget. So I don't try to shore you. Because if, if you get it, if there's a tie... I'll shit my pants. You win. I'd probably win. You're up eight points going into fucking... Uh, Would that be the biggest nine. collapse in history if I lost after getting a ten-point play? That's like blowing through <laughs> one lead. That's literally blowing through one lead. Dude, that would be insane if I felt how collapse. Because we can't playoffs, so like there, yeah. is, there is opportunities. I just have to pick... But usually we match on the playoff picks early. But, but if I'm down eight late. points, I'm going. I'm going opposite. Yeah. <laughs> like how you, like how I kind of pull away at the end even more because yeah. you got to go opposite for chances. Ugh. Dude, how funny it would be if they tied though. Like I honestly, I'm, I'm just uh, thinking. I'm thinking personally, we just wash on this and the Giants win, but and I just miss out on a point. But I, I, I'm kind of rooting for a tie. <laughs> I kind of want to see. I kind of see what happens, dude. If it's a close game, I'm gonna be like on the edge of my seat. That, this would be great. This would be a great clip to pull out if they tie. Yes, would be. Yeah, like me just saying they're never going to tie. Take 10 points if they tie. You might want to save this clip just in case so you can just post it real quick. Yeah, just immediately right <laughs> out there. I, I will, I will, I will. Um, but finally, Monday night, we have the Rams in Green Bay versus the Packers. Uh, the Packers are seven-point favorites. I'm going Packers. I don't know. What you're, you're looking at me like I'm going to go Rams. I mean, it's in Lambeau. I mean, you have to. Is Aaron Donald playing? Uh, I don't know, but yeah, I'm going Packers as well just because it's in Lambeau. If there's weather, I don't think the Baker Mayfield Rams are going to figure it out in time. I think healthy Stafford is still Packers. Really? Yes. Donald too? Yes. No Cooper Cup? Two fully healthy teams minus Cooper Cup. They're not, not Cooper Cup. I don't know though. Like Aaron Donald, I could see him like getting the like you know, taking down Rodgers a bunch and making it a tight game, and the Rams winning. Yeah, I just think in December in Lambeau, it's tough to play. Yeah, true. Especially if you're SoCal mm-hmm. indoor stadium boys. I, like I think Rodgers has like a really good record in December too. Yeah, I mean, I can see that's where he wins most MVPs. Yeah, yeah. In December, so right. the scream just screams Packers, man. So we have uh, one, two, three, four differences, including the Houston. We have a spread. You have the Steelers. I have the Panthers. You have the Chiefs uh, winning by less than 17. I have them winning by more than 17. You have the Raiders. I have the Patriots. You have the Commanders. I have the Giants and Commanders tying for a 10-point swing. (laughs) That's hilarious. It's going to be so funny when I write Giants and Commanders tie (laughs) on the graphic. Dude, I, that, that is going to be hilarious. Yeah, that's going to be funny. All right. Um, yeah, so no pop culture this week. Yeah, we're... Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of technical difficulties this week. You can't tell because we don't sound quality because we're just talking yeah. to the laptop from a distance. Talking Dirty took some L's this week. 
So we're just skipping pop culture. Ryan forgot his laptop. Then we used my shitty laptop, and I forgot to plug in the one cord for the mic for, like, the entire NFL segment. Which, arguably, it sounds better probably than NBA, but... Eh, you know, we're we're just gonna... The NBA sounds cleaner, but this sounds louder. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, we're, we're just gonna cut our losses at the pop culture, and then we're gonna... And just so everyone knows, we're thinking about just not doing a pod this week. <laughs> yeah, we were... We were probably the closest we have ever been to just, like, not doing it. Like, skipping it for non, like, the only other time I think we almost skipped was super early on. You were sick, and you couldn't do it. I know. I was high out of my mind. No. that Was that it? No, because it yeah, was. Yeah, it was the Matt Snarks rope. <laughs> was it high? Yeah. Oh. Uh, well, either way, I just literally I was seeing it. shit move and stuff, and I was uh, like, yeah, I, yeah, I, I yeah. can't do this right now. That's, <laughs> that, 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 yeah. And we even skipped that week. I literally plugged in my headphones my laptop. <laughs> It just did solo for like a half hour. I was such a son of a bitch that night. <laughs> I'm seeing things. Like, yeah, I can't do the podcast. I'm seeing things. Yeah, I saw like the walls moving and shit, and I was like, I gotta, I can't do this right now. <laughs> I can't talk about NFL football right now. I can't focus. That was like episode three. Was it that early on? It was. It was something. <laughs> it was in the first time. I don't know. Our pop culture this week is also reminiscing about the pod. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think <laughs> it was. I because I remember doing a half. Making it like a half of episode. Yeah. So technically, I think we're on episode longer than what it is. It's just like I counted that episode as maybe four and a half. Yeah. And then the five was just like actually six. So we're this is episode one seventy one, but realistically it's one seventy two. All right, I'm fine with that. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, shout out to everyone who listened. Uh, don't tell your friends about our podcast this week. It's a bad podcast to say. It's a bad week to say, hey, check out my friend's podcast. Because <laughs> this is bad. It's a, don't listen like, dude, what the fuck? Tell them to listen to last week. Yeah, last this week. This episode's for the diehards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, but all right, two chains left of the week. Trap jumping like the Carter. Mean it jumping like Vince. I like that one. That's good. Mm-hmm. Basketball references always get me. Absolutely. All right. All right. See you guys. Peace out.
Seat, seat, seat. Only then.